You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist, which is, of course, an Android application, and Stitcher is kind of on both Android and Apple, and iTunes is Apple. Yeah, you get the idea. Almost ought to get this on SoundCloud, too, for those of you that use that. I'm not a giant fan of it, but, ah, whatever. That's plenty of uh, ways to get a hold of this show. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, on board with you today to talk about the Minnesota Wild and a bit about the NHL. It's going to be all Wild-centric first segment, NHL playoff-centric second segment, and maybe try to briefly catch up with some of the fan interaction, as brief as it may be. Well, the Wild got eliminated in the first round of the Dallas Stars. Uh, I had covered the first couple of games. Or actually, no, I never even did cover the games on the show. I just predicted the series would go in five. The Wild ended up losing in six, started to get better. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I had the Wild losing the first two games, which was correct, winning the third game, and then go from there type of thing. That's basically where I stood at that point, hoping for the best. Things things kind of were up and down like they've been all season. Uh, and I'll say I, I apologize for the hiatus as well. Got busy with the lawn cleanups. It just it happens every year, same time and everything. But sometimes I'm able to sneak in with, uh, you know, rainy weather like there is today and such. The cleanups are done, which is good news. And now it's the off season and got some really nice positive stuff to talk about because the Wild have a new head coach. We'll get to that in a second. We all know who it is, but we'll get to my conversation on that, thoughts and all that. And you're always welcome to give your thoughts. Brave the Wild Facebook page, the Twitter account. That'll all be in the show contents in the iTunes, Stitcher, all that. You'll see all that, and I'll talk about it later, too, in segment number two. So let's briefly talk about the series. Because, well, I mean, you see some ups and downs of this team along the way. The Wild lose 4 nothing game one, four, uh, two to one in game two. A game the Wild probably had a, they had several chances to win game two. Just bounce of the puck, that type of deal. The old puck luck thing kind of bit the Wild in this series. But at the same time, I mean, the first two games, how many goals did the Wild score total? One goal in two games. I mean, the offense just not getting the job done. And, of course, the goalies of the goaltending of, of Dallas, oh, just so wonderful, so amazing. And then all of a sudden, the Wild score five goals at home in game three. They win five to three. Then it's bounce of the puck type of deal again in game four. The Wild cannot 
finish the job. Just cannot tie this thing up and send send it into overtime. Maybe get a victory, a three to two loss, Wild Trail three to one, and an emotional, awesome victory in Dallas as they led the whole game. But then Dallas came back. The Wild kept hanging on though. Ended up finishing the job. Very clutch play. Uh, Suter putting the puck on net. Koiva with just a nifty, beautiful play. He may have been the most valuable player this series. It's like I'm kind of bouncing back and forth. Of course, Zach Parise unavailable with the whole back situation, so that sucked. Uh, but Koivu redirecting the pass from uh, Ryan Suter, who's obviously a much debated individual during the course of this entire season for obvious reasons. Koivu up and down all over the place. Ended up leading the Wild in scoring during the regular season. Uh, I think the best player in this series was Jason Pominville. Other than that, like you got Hala, Pominville, Nino Niederreiter is always good in the postseason. Koivu played well. This is probably his best postseason. And it, go figure, the Wild lose in the first round. Uh, game five, or excuse me, game six, Dallas gets a penalty early, and then everything just kind of snowballs from there. The Stars start to take a huge lead, kind of similar to what happened to the Stars in Game 7 in their house against St. Louis of all teams. We'll talk about that in the second segment, though. I'm getting ahead of myself. But Dallas opening a 3 nothing, then a 4 nothing lead. Just took all the energy out of the building. Nobody really felt happy or comfortable at that stage. 4 nothing, And then the Wild put on some type of amazing surge, started by Spurgeon who I think is yeah about as valuable a player on this team as there is. Uh, Dallas getting some penalties. The Wild capitalizing on a couple of power plays. Spurgeon scoring twice in in the, in, the, in the third period. Jonas Brodeen with a rare playoff goal. The Wild almost have it tied up, and then you give up a softie to Alex Goligoski. Uh, it's just, you know, Devin Dubnik with the softies he gave up during the course of that first period early on. Just disgusting early on. And then you give up another softie. This one to Alex Galagossi, the former gopher who's in his 30s now and one of the best players uh, on the Dallas Stars. One of the better defensemen out there. Pominville scores again. Just a beautiful offensive attack by the Wild in that third period. But it's like, where was this all series? Where was this uh, particular? I mean, it was there in game five. Give him credit. Where was this earlier in the game? And why couldn't the goaltending be more consistent? From Devin Dubnik. Just absolutely frustrating. Darcy Kemper didn't see one second of uh, of uh, net time in this series, which is quite interesting. Could mean he's on the way out via trade in the offseason. We'll get to that later uh, at the end of the first segment here. But Jason Pominville scoring four goals in the playoffs. Outstanding performance by him in the postseason. Koivu, Halla, Spurgeon, all were fantastic in this playoff series. Uh, Thomas Vanek. Yeah, uh, doesn't exist anymore. I don't think uh, the Wild will be keeping him, ultimately. Would, don't be surprised if he's gone. Uh, Charlie Coyle was pretty good in this series, but nothing overly special, to be quite honest. He kind of he, he came out of it a bit, but, man, he wasn't the guy he was back in January, February, excuse me, like February, March-ish, when he was really stepping up. Well, mostly January and February, to be honest, when he was really surging under both coaches in that case. Coyle... Still, I think long-term could be the best player on this team. Possibly. Possibly. He was the MVP for a while there, but now it's been taken over by somebody else. I think he's going to get the the uh, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the Mike Madonna Award for the season. But ultimately, the Dallas Stars showing an immense amount of talent in this series. The Wild unable to match it, even though it looked like the Wild could match it. That's where the frustration really does come in with this team because of the inconsistency Clearly, they can play in this in this league. They can compete with teams, but then they just then they just lay eggs. They just lay eggs. They stop playing. What is it? Who knows? But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it was Mike Yo or John Parchetti as the head coach. 
Do you need a new voice, a stronger voice, a coach with pedigree? Unfortunately, he hasn't won a Stanley Cup before, but he has won eight division championships in nine seasons. The unthinkable took place, ultimately, because the Anaheim Ducks could not get out of the first round again. They just could not beat those Nashville Predators. They went down two games to zero, and this is obviously a prequel. Uh, you know, I'm going to get into that series now briefly. Uh, but ultimately, the Stars, uh, or excuse me, the, the Ducks, who I picked to win the Stanley Cup this year, that shows you what I think about Bruce Boudreaux, <laughs> the coach of the Anaheim Ducks during this season in the last four, four or five years here. Uh, ultimately, last four years, pardon me. Um, ultimately strong every single year in Anaheim to, to start off the way they did, to come back and win the division, just outstanding, but still could not get out of the first round. I don't know what happened to them, unfortunately. Nashville just too strong, and they have another coach who wouldn't be a bad pick for the Wild, Peter Laviolette, ultimately there. Uh, took a 2 nothing lead in the series. Ducks come roaring back, and then Nashville just kind of slowly, well, they t- traded off a couple of games there. The Ducks actually took a 3-2 to lead. Nashville then forced Game 7, going to overtime and scoring in that Game 6 in their house. Go to Game 7 and beat the Ducks in a heartbreaker in Game 7. And Bruce Boudreaux was fired. Now, ultimately, the whole conversation was, okay, see, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they had a Tom Thibodeau, now that I'm saying it right, on <laughs> Timberwolves Explosion. Do check that out, by the way. I'll record one of those soon, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, Tom Thibodeau. They had, there was a Tom Thibodeau out there for the Minnesota Timberwolves. A big-time hire with pedigree that can take the young players in the right direction long-term and hopefully lead that that just rising franchise to a championship. But then their competitors, the Minnesota Wild, were in a situation where, well, do you keep John Torchetti? I mean, he, he got some nice run out of Halla. He even got Pominville playing well multiple times. <laughs> you know, he kind of was in and out when he had the injury, Pominville, but then came back and played really well in the postseason. He got just unbelievable play out of out of Halla. Ultimately, Coyle didn't score during the course of the time of Torchetti much later on. I'm not sure what happened there. Nino Niederreiter played a lot better. It's not, I don't think that's Torchetti's fault, but yeah, Nino Niederreiter played a lot better. Pretty much everybody played better under Torchetti. Even uh, Suter didn't get as much ice time, which of course, oh, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta have some type of spat with Torchetti over that, about about ice time. Does, does Ryan Suter really deserve 30 minutes of ice time? Is that really helpful to the Minnesota Wild to have Ryan Suter playing 30 minutes out there? 30 minutes of ice time, burning him out, and then here comes the big play down the stretch of uh, <laughs> a two-on-one and Suter's gassed, or, or even just a two-on-two situation. Suter was gassed on the play, as Mike Yell would say. Well, Suter shouldn't be gassed. How are you going to win when your top defenseman, or alleged, let's call him alleged top defenseman, is too gassed to make a play <laughs> in a breakaway situation? You're not going to win a whole lot of games when you're, when you're giving up breakaway goals with your top defenseman is just burnt out like that. Terrible, terrible, uh, ter- just bad coaching on that stretch. you got to have more discipline. And if Suter doesn't like it, T.S. ultimately. And if he's going to give you an attitude, you know what? You're the head coach. He's the player. You know what? The guy plays a hell of a lot better when he has slightly limited ice time. He does not need 30 minutes out there. does not need 28. Let's bring it down to 24. And uh, when Bruce Boudreaux, the new head coach of the Minnesota Wild, <laughs> was asked the question, he said, well, you know, I've never really had uh, anybody play more than 24 minutes, uh, really have more than 24 minutes of ice time out there. So we'll, we'll see. Hint, hint. There you go. So let's get a coach with some pedigree in here, a coach that's not afraid of the players at all. 
If you heard sound, you've probably heard sound bites if you live here locally. Uh, when he was with the Washington Capitals, that being Bruce Boudreaux, uh, when he said, "Stop bleeping, fle- feeling sorry for yourselves," it's an awesome sound bite. You've probably heard it on KFAN or on uh, AM 1500. You can probably find it somewhere out there. Look it up. Uh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> and that's what the Wild needed all year was their coach to say that. It's not about breaking a stick, wake the F up like Mike Yo said. It's more about stop leaving feeling sorry for yourselves and just go out there and play. Don't just say you want it. Go out there and want it. Pro prove you want it. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. But uh, as I wander all over the place with my excitement for this, for this, for the, with the new coaching hire here, in the situation that, well, the stars aligning and all that for the Wild year, I was saying there was no real name out there. You had, you had Randy Carlisle, you had uh, Mark Crawford, you know, both guys like that. They've both won the Stanley Cup before. Mark Crawford with the Colorado Avalanche back in the day, back in, oh, uh, excuse me, 96, back when the Avalanche just went to uh, Colorado from the Quebec Nordiques. Quebec Nordiques, yeah, I love that name. I'd love to have it back, actually. And you also had, uh, like I said, Randy Carlisle, the coach of the Mighty Ducks in 2007. A team I almost forgot, but yeah, that's a team that the Wild uh, got beat by in the first round that year. And uh, the uh, Ducks went on to win the Stanley Cup that year. I always used to think Bruce Boudreaux was on the team that long ago. No, he was coaching Washington at the time, and they always had these great records and such. But the playoff success in question a bit, which sucks. Uh, But hopefully, hopefully that can change here in Mini 20. Mini 20, indeed. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux, well, like I said, former coach, Anaheim and Washington and all that. We'll get to that in a second, but he also played in the NHL with the Toronto Maple Leafs, believe it or not, uh, for a bit, actually, uh, and then also in the WAHL with the St. Paul Fighting Saints, and yes, you've heard that already, but I'm, I gotta say it anyway for those of you that may not, uh, or the Minnesota Fighting Saints, pardon, pardon me, Minnesota Fighting Saints, for those of you that may not be here locally, so that, that don't talk about it as much. Uh, he's been all over the place. Uh, Toronto Marlboros, that's kind of funny. <laughs> the Ontario Hockey Association, yes, sir. Uh, a very high-scoring player during the course of his time. Only five foot eight, by the way, is a Bruce Boudreau. Uh, very nice uh, career over the course of time. Uh, he played well in the minor leagues and such, and also a bit in the... It, it was professional, w, WHA, so some of those teams came to the National Hockey League, like the Winnipeg Jets and such. Uh, but yeah, Washington Capitals, he was there for five years and won the division. The, the, uh, he, the first four seasons, first place in all of his first four seasons, and was fired midseason after a 12-9 start in 2011-12. Of course, he started back in 2007 that's of course when. That's of course. Uh, that's the year after the Ducks won the championship. The Penguins won, or excuse me, the Red Wings won the championship in 07-08. So he hadn't coached in the NHL yet when uh, Randy Carlyle led the Ducks to the championship. Ultimately, when uh, Bruce Boudreau took over for Randy Carlyle, of all play people, <laughs> kind of funny. In 2011-12, the Ducks finished in fifth place, did not qualify. Carlyle was out, and then at that stage. But then Bruce Boudreaux followed in turn to win the next four uh, division championships in Anaheim. They just ruled that Pacific Division first place, first place, first place in the uh, the uh, lockout limited season 2012-13. Bruce Boudreaux had a 30-12 and record and then lost in seven games to the Detroit Red Wings in the conference quarterfinals. That's, of course, the first round. Mm. That's the part that's frustrating. Uh, I'm going to go back into his playoff record with Washington real quick, too. First place with the... 
And I'm not trying to rip on the guy, but it's just, that's the stuff, you know, obviously I have a whole lot of respect for the guy and I'm extremely excited that the Wild were able to get him thanks to the Ducks firing him. And ultimately, you know, when the minute he was available, I said, get him right away. There, There's the guy, you know, Randy Carlisle's a maybe, Crawford has been out for a while and it seemed like everywhere he's gone, he gets fired right away. He gets too much of a, too much of a crazy personality. <laughs> Tortella didn't even, that name wasn't even brought up. John Tortella, Mr. F this, F that, basically. Uh, among others, like the Mike Keenan's out there. I, You know, it's just, you really want to bring those guys back in the NHL at this stage. I don't know, Carlisle maybe. And I thought he might have been the leading candidate. I even had a dream that he was going to be the hired as the coach because Boost Brudeau, before I get back into the playoff record, I'm sorry if you're bouncing everywhere, but Bruce Brudeau, because I just didn't want to forget getting to this. Uh, well, he was getting wooed by Ottawa. They fired their coach as well. He was getting wooed by Ottawa. His uh, daughter lives there. Uh, so it's just one of those things. His daughter and her, her child live there. Um, he's from Toronto, that type of thing. So there was a possibility he could have gone to Ottawa, but he ultimately wound up here with a, uh, a uh, extra extra year on the contract, that type of thing. And uh, he, he he just he likes the state of hockey, or so he says, and he, he likes the roster, and he sees the potential of this team closer to winning the Stanley Cup than the Ottawa Senators, who did not make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Okay, so back to the playoffs. Back when the back in this first season with Washington, first first place record in a shortened season in that case as well, replacing a fired coach in that case as well because that was not a lockout shortened season. 37-17, and 17, just unbelievable. But then they couldn't get out of the first round, lost in <clears throat> seven games. Lost in seven games to the Flyers in the first round. Next year, they beat the Rangers in seven games. So he won a game seven. There you go. He did win a game seven versus the Rangers and then lost in seven to the Pittsburgh Penguins, who went on to win the Stanley Cup in 2009. They won the Eastern Conference in 2008, but then won the Cup. It was a rematch between the Penguins and Red Wings. They traded Stanley Cups during that time. Of course, unrelated to Bruce Boudreaux, but Bruce Boudreaux. I'm never going to get it right because of the similar names. Okay, 2009-2010, just phenomenal record. 121 points in the season. 54-15, 13 overtime losses. And they lost in seven games to the Montreal Canadiens. Come on, man, come on. And I know part of it's Alex Ovechkin, who's just—he's just not a winner, and that continues to prove itself with just an amazing record. They still—they all—they lost Game Seven again, didn't they? Or actually, no, they didn't even make it to Game Seven. <laughs> so the next year, Washington wins the division again, 107 points—not quite as ridiculously awesome as the previous year. Just whooped the Rangers four to one in the first round, got it like that, and then swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2011, who went on to uh, lose in the conference finals that year, Eastern Conference Finals that season. Ultimately to the Boston Bruins. That was kind of fun. That was fun in the Bruins or the Lightning. How could you not like them? Washington again the next year started poorly, and they fired Mr. Bruce Boudreaux that season. Replaced the Ducks in 11. Replaced the Ducks coach later that season, which is kind of funny. Uh, Carlisle and the... uh, Ducks were not good enough, did not make the playoffs during the course of that year, just they weren't ready. They still finished with an above 500 record, so okay. And then the next year, Ducks win the division, like I said, lost in seven games to the Red Wings. There you go. 2013-14, they beat the Stars after, again, first place finish, strong season, beat the Stars four games to two. So that's when the Stars last made the playoffs before this year. That's what it was, 13-14, and I do remember the Ducks beating them 
And, yep, I was kind of cheering for the Stars for some reason because no, I've never really liked the Ducks. <laughs> uh, the Stars finally got in the playoffs again. They beat them, and then they, the Ducks lose to the Kings in the semi round, the, seventh, the second round. Four games to three, seventh game series, lost again. And then last year, 14-15, not this year, last year, the Ducks again, first place. Big surprise, right? <laughs> they sweep the Jets in the first round, nearly sweep the Flames in the second round, and then lose in 7-2 the, the oncoming Stanley Cup champion Blackhawks. It was a bitter, bitter, bitter battle. If the Ducks won that game, they win the Stanley Cup. I think they would have beaten Tampa Bay, but it just wasn't meant to be, unfortunately. And then this year again, losing to the Predators after a massive comeback and able to win that uh, win a week in Pacific Division this year. Could not get past the Predators, and that's it. Fired on to the Minnesota Wild. So, are you guys ready to put uh, hang a couple more Division Championship banners in Exo Energy Center? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because the Wild were able to land again the Top coach available on the market, luckily. Ottawa ended up hiring Ray Boucher. Ray Boucher, who took the Tampa Bay Lightning to the Eastern Conference Finals that year. That beat uh, Bruce Boudreau back in 2011. So he was the coach for a few years there in Tampa. Um, that was Tor- uh, Tortella. Tortella, Torchetta, you get the idea. John, Tor- <laughs> John Tortella took the Tampa Bay Lightning to the Cup in 06. So later on, Tortella on his way to uh, New York and all that. You get the idea. Um, so there you go. Are you, are you ready to hang some uh, division championship banners over there in Exit Energy Center? It's not going to be easy, though. It's not going to be easy, and he recognizes that. He uh, wanted the challenge to come to the uh, Central Division, which is almost impossible to win unless you're like unless you're like the Blues or the Blackhawks, pretty much, or Dallas now. I don't know where the Stars came from, but then again, yeah, I do. I picked them to be the the nice, uh, the the basically the quote unquote surprise or the team that would rise the most in the Western Conference this year, and it was Dallas, and I was right ultimately in that case. Um, but yeah, uh, if the Wild are able to win the division, it would be quite an accomplishment. But after that, you still got to play in the playoffs because ho- hockey's not like basketball where you're a first place team and oftentimes the favorite the favorites win. <laughs> At least they get fairly far in the postseason. In hockey, you can get swept in the first round by the San Jose Sharks if you're the Detroit Red Wings years ago. Just crazy things happen like that. Crazy ass stuff like the Kings swept Vancouver. Top record in the NHL. Kings swept Vancouver and went on and won the Stanley Cup. So anything can happen. It's not necessarily how you finish in the regular season. It's how you perform in the postseason. Hopefully Bruce Boudreaux can turn this around a bit. Maybe you finish third in the division and still get one of the division leader spots. A little bit of home ice in that first round and hope for the best. Um, maybe if you're the second second uh, division leader, whatever it is. Hope for the best there and take it as far as you can. I'm very, very pleased with the hire. It's going to give the Wild uh, some home ice advantage, hopefully, in the first round, like I've just been talking about. It's going to give them some respectability, some accountability. That's one of the biggest things he brings, and it's also going to give us uh, some serious offensive potential out of a lot of guys that have not been showing their offensive potential throughout their careers in, the, in, in, their, in their young careers in the NHL. Guys that could really start to live up to the hype a bit more, or they're out of here, like a Mikhail Grandland, like a Jason Zucker. Of course, Koivu, maybe you can get more out of him, or maybe you, you bring him down to the second, third line, where he probably should be at this stage. Thank you for the 54 points, but that's a second line or third line center, to be quite honest. He'd be a super third line center and a decent second line center in that category. Certainly not a first liner. Got to hope for the best with all that. Um, the Wild also bringing in some prospects, too, uh, with some free agent signs. We'll get back to that when we get to the Facebook page later on. i got to get to that later. Um, so much catching up to do, so I apologize I'm bouncing everywhere here. But uh, a very 
Very exciting hire for the Minnesota Wild. Ultimately, you just hope that this playoff success will turn around. Now, of course, 2015, again, I mean, they went to the conference finals and they lost in Game 7. So to the, to, the, all, to the best team in hockey the last six years or so in the Chicago Blackhawks. So that's the thing. I mean, you can't get too mad about that one. You wish that they were able to take, to take, it, take the Blackhawks in that situation. They had home ice advantage, but it happens. It, it, it really does. Um, <laughs> the Wild hopefully have found a way to found a way to solve the Chicago Blackhawks at some point here. They did sweep them in the regular season. We'll never know what, what would have taken place in the postseason, ultimately. Um, but really, uh, it's more of when it comes to the Wild with Bruce Brudeau. Let's just see what happens during the summer, who the Wild are able to sign. No major names are out there yet, but you hope to make intelligent moves like the St. Louis Blues did in the offseason, uh, trading away T.J. Oshie and bringing in Browner. I mean, look how well he's done for the St. Louis Blues. And look where they are today. They're in a position right now that they haven't been in very often, despite their regular season success. They have not been in the Western Conference Finals very often. First time there since 2001. And we'll get back to that after this. Again, please, <laughs> please do bear with me. I'm a bit crazy, a bit excited and all that. And of course, a bit rusty as well. Just excited to get back behind the mic and talk about this. So do apologize if I see like I was swirling all over the place. But I guess you kind of can expect that. Um, just excited to get things started with Bruce Boudreaux. You're, 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 I mean, how can you not be excited to get things started and just see really how this team does perform? And the the anxiety of if we make the playoffs, will it be a different situation for Bruce? It's time for him to break through here. Maybe he could be like Roy Williams with the uh, the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels over there in the NCAA. How he just could not get over the hump with the Kansas Jayhawks in the NCAA basketball. Could not get over the hump. Just great records, awesome records, top record in the nation. And then they'd always lose in the in the Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, all that. They would not get to the Final Four or whatever. But then he goes to North Carolina and wins three national championships. So there you go. Hopefully the Gophers, or excuse me, the hopefully the Gophers too. Yeah, not true. But uh, won two national championships, by the way. But hopefully the uh, the Gophers, yes, go on and win the NCAA tournament again. We'll find out with their new athletic director in Mark Coyle. Mark Coyle. So there you go. Coyle again. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was almost chomping Chad Hartman's head off when he couldn't remember. He was like, how many famous Coyles are out there? Uh, Charlie Coyle. But yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Don Lucia and all that under Coyle, the uh, athletic director of the Gophers. There finally is one, for cripe's sake. It took long enough. But uh, yeah, just excited to hopefully get a nice uh, playoff turnaround for Bruce Boudreaux and some great regular season success as well. Fun to watch. It'll help the uh, attendance and all that. Jersey sales, you know, the TV ratings, all that. It's just going to be fantastic indeed. So, let's talk about the playoffs a bit. We're not going to go hard and heavy. I'm not going to give you a hardcore, perfect analysis of it. But at the same time, let's talk about it. Of course, Minnesota lost in six games to the Dallas Stars. Great. Uh, We'll come back to the Western Conference in a second. I was almost going to keep going there. Um, I had Washington beating Philadelphia in, in, I believe it was five games. They ended up uh, going six games. Washington... 
showing strength and then kind of some weakness as well. Philadelphia is a nice team. I, I've always liked them. I don't know what it is, and I love their uniforms. Just so classic. How can you not love them? Pittsburgh and New York. Pittsburgh Penguins. I thought New York... Uh, you know, I, I ended up going with Pittsburgh ultimately, but in the past, I would have gone with New York just about every time because Pittsburgh just is not up. You know, they're just not up for anything, it seems like. You're in, you're out. They'll make the playoffs, and they're just poopy. They lose right away, 7th, 8th seed. They totally underachieve. You bring in Phil Kessel, you think, oh my God, you think the locker room wasn't toxic over there. Now it's going to be real toxic, and they're way better. I mean, they're way better. And you got a lot of people saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year, and their chances of winning it, I think, are pretty good, actually. Florida and New York Islanders. Oh, man, I like Florida, damn it. And I like the Islanders. It's like, why can't this be the Eastern Conference Finals? No, it's the first freaking round. Damn it. New York Islanders look really strong in this series. They really played well. Florida kind of hung in there for a little bit. Feel for Yaramir Yager, but luckily he will be back. A one-year contract once again. I'm so glad to see him coming back. He is so good out there. Yes, he's old and he's slower, but man, he's still skilled as all get out. New York Islanders are a team on the rise in that Eastern Conference. How can you not like Tavares and the boys? I don't like the Minnesota connections, though. I mean, <laughs> Kyle Oposo, who is a free agency candidate for the Minnesota Wild in the offseason, I still am bitter about the way he left the Gophers. That was bullcrap. And how can you stand Kel Clutterbuck? So it's guys like that. And, of course, the Nick Letty trade. Nick Letty's now on the Islanders. So there's some painful names on there that you don't want to root for. I don't want to root for <laughs> Nick Letty that much. I don't like the way he left the Gophers either, by the way. That was bullcrap. And, um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> bunch of sour grapes at that one. But I still like that team. I like their history. I like their logo, all that, the fan base. You know, I never really disliked an Islanders fan, but maybe some of you out there do. Detroit, well, Pavel Dotsek. Well, it's been good, man. Um, God bless you. You've had, you've had a nice, strong career for that Detroit Red Wings. A team still hanging on out there, still making the playoffs, like nine, you know, since 1989, 26 years in a row. So, so awesome. 27 years in a row, if you can believe that. Just nuts. Amazing accomplishment for that team. But they're just not up to contending anymore at this stage. Uh, Dotsik calling it quits, kind of getting emotional, crying there, losing the fifth game to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are really a team on the rise. They're kind of like a little bit of a Detroit out there. Even without Steven Stamkos, they're playing their ass off and what kind of makes me depressed a little bit. Who do you think's been pretty much Tampa's best player over there? Yeah, old JD. Yeah, Jonathan Druin. Remember that guy? The guy that was holding out and the Wild were hoping to get him and a lot of local people were thinking, well, you know, he's, he's a malcontent and damn it, you know, how much do you want to give up for this guy? Well, he looks awfully good now and Tampa Bay Lightning, they just roared right through that Detroit team. They pretty much roared through New York even though it took a couple games there. It took a few, but they roared through that team as well. They play. They were clearly the better team between the, the two. They're on their way to the East Finals. Another situation, Pittsburgh. Really? Man, they really outplayed that Washington team for the most part in the, in the, in the second round there. And the Washington Capitals once again. Oot. They're oot. Yeah, they're oot. Washington Capitals are done. They're out in a boat. They're, they're uh, going fishing. Oh, they're going to catch some uh, cruppies over there and uh, a couple of walleyes, you know. Maybe some of them live in Canada. Some of them live in the East Coast. You know, all that stuff. Who cares? They're, they're out. That's all that matters. Okay, I know. I, I love imitating Mike, yo. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, his former team where he was an assistant coach and a Stanley Cup champion as an assistant coach in 2009. 
are on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals to play the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that is uh, going to be freaking awesome. <laughs> That's a great series. I like the Lightning more than the Penguins, but my God, the Penguins team is, uh, they're legit. They are legit. They are playing like champions. They look like the 9 Penguins, baby, but older, more mature, and just stacked as I'll get up. They're, they're like the old Penguins, man. I mean, it's not Lemieux, Yager, uh, you know, uh, Mark Recchi, I mean, just the names, the names, Kevin Stevens, Paul Coffey, Larry frickin' Murphy, who was on the North Stars, and we traded him away for, I, I don't even want to remember, I, I, Jimmy Johnson, Jim Johnson, Jim, Jim Johnson, you traded Larry Murphy for Jim Johnson, <laughs> Jim Johnson for Larry Murphy, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't care if Jim Johnson was the owner's like 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 Siamese twin. You know? Larry Murphy, man. You traded him away. And then who who came and beat the North Stars in the finals that yeah. I'm I'm not bitter about that, but I, or anything. I just it just was a I just got reminded by it for some reason when I was going back with how stacked that team was and all the talented youth they had on that roster. <clears throat> uh, youth and veterans. Yeah. Oh my God. They were so good. Now you got, you got Matt Cullen over there. He's kind of like what um, Ron Francis was for that club. You could say Ron Francis too. My God. What a stacked team. Yeah. He's like the Ron Francis for the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. The Lemieux is Crosby, of course. Or is it Malkin? I mean, Lord have mercy. I mean, one of them is, yeah, we'll give Crosby the Lemieux. Malkin will get the Yager because he's more of a winger type, obviously. Um, good Lord. What a good team. <laughs> Paul Martin, not quite Paul Coffey, but he's he's pretty good. He's another Paul, too, and he's really good over there. What a stacked roster. Murray's actually a better goalie than uh, that Flurry. Uh, he's, he's fantastic. Um, penguins look really good, but I'm still cheering for Tampa Bay. <laughs> I like Tampa Bay. I have a Tampa Bay hat. I used to even have a Penguins hat, but that's because but that was just because I happened on it, though. It was like a used one, so that type of deal. Western, Western Conference. I don't know if they're the best this time. I, 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 I don't know. Um... I don't know. Kind of depends, I guess, if the Blues are able to come out of that series. But then again, I, you know, all four of these teams really, 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 really earned the right to be in the NHL Final Four, Stanley Cup Final Four. I mean, they really earned it, didn't they? They kicked ass. Uh, let's go to the Pacific Division first. We must. San Jose Sharks just put the whooping on those LA Kings, didn't they? Five games? You see the LA Kings with home ice advantage. This is just a funny situation in the Western Conference this year. Just crazy. Okay, think about this. Think about the Sharks. The San Jose Sharks playoff history. Very comparable to the Washington Capitals, right? Very comparable, right? Where they just always choke it away. In the LA Kings playoff history the last five years or so. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They beat the Kings in five games. That's how good this Sharks team is. I mean, they're that good. Nashville beat Anaheim, and of course, thank you, Nashville, for that, because you gave us Bruce Boudreaux. Thank you. I deeply appreciate what they did to the, to the Anaheim Ducks. Boudreaux, not, he wasn't, he wasn't all that down about it. He's like, I knew it was coming, and I was just, you know, hoping to get a new job pretty quick, and it took him like a week. It took him about a week. Here he is in Minnesota, nice contract, $3 million a year, biggest coaching contract by a mile the Wild have ever offered. Sharks in Nashville, that one went seven. Nashville really putting up a battle, but then the Sharks took care of business in that seventh game, and that team is unbelievable, and Brent Burns is fantastic. Uh, the Sharks are playing wonderful hockey right now. A playoff failure for many years. Now they're looking like a championship-caliber team. Let's go to the other side in the Central Division. We all know the Dallas Stars beat the Wild in six games. They look so good, oh, so good. 
but there's always a chance that there's all, I mean, there's a three strong chance that Chicago Blackhawks would go ahead and beat the Dallas Stars in the second round, though, right? They'll beat them in the second round. Stars are dead. But no, the Blackhawks could not survive the St. Louis Blues, who played one of their best series we've ever seen. I mean, the Blues overcame what looked like one of the great chokes once again. Same old story. The Blues had all the advantage in this series. And then here we go again. Here you go again. You give up goal, a key goal late in that in that fifth game. Or was it the sixth game? Pardon me. It was the fifth game. A key goal late. You could put the Blackhawks away early. Real early. Three games to one lead. And it goes to overtime. And the puck's bouncing around. Elliott's going one way. The puck's going another Oh, you forgot about Patrick Kane, the NHL's leading scorer, just wrapped it around and buried that sucker and did his patented little slide and point uh, celebration like he always does. You know, I, I like that celebration. I'm not a big fan of celebrations, but that one doesn't bug me for some reason. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I kind of like that one. And I know that a lot of Wild fans might not like that comment, but that's how it goes. Uh, very dramatic uh, <laughs> Very dramatic series. It looked like the Blues, like when you saw Patrick Kane score that goal, what do you think is going to happen to the St. Louis Blues? Well, the same thing that happens every year. They're going to lose in the first round, and, my, and uh, Ken Hitchcock's going to get fired. He'll be a coaching candidate for the Wild, but maybe not the highest recommended guy ever. Another shelf life guy out there. Um, not the worst guy in the world, but not the best. That type of thing. But the Blues managed to survive despite losing game six as well it's like yeah they're fucking toast okay look at me blown wow explicit i didn't even realize they said that <laughs> oh, okay one swear word here and there is okay right <laughs> they're freaking toast wow <laughs> yeah but that's about how i felt i i really wanted the blues to overcome this 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 curse i i really did you know even though it's not the wild but i was also holding on hope the wild might survive and beat the dallas stars there was a chance. You go to Game 7, the Wilds' history in Game 7 is pretty good, which might help Bruce Boudreaux's claw, uh, cause in that case. 4-0 and in Game 7, baby. Blankety-blanket. Yeah, pretty good stuff. <laughs> pretty good stuff. 4-0 and in Game 7 for this Wild franchise history. Just unbelievable. So if the Wild could have survived, but, but they didn't, okay? And then the Blues were able to barely, and I mean barely hang on. They took an early lead in that 7th game, and then the Blackhawks roared back. But the Blues just hung on, hung on. They led 4-3, to 4-3, to three, and Elliott just could, did not let the puck go past. Did not let the puck go past. Speaking of how the Wild Series ended, I kind of blanked that, blocked that out of my mind. I'll get back to that in a second, just for the heck of it. Might as well make a comment on it. Yeah. Mm. But uh, just barely. Blackhawks just could not get it done. They were actually in tears. Uh, Patrick Kane... And Jonathan Taves took it pretty hard. They just could not get it done. They gave it everything they got, but the Blues just that much better. And I mean, we're talking a smidgen. They survive and go to the seventh. Uh, they, they win the seventh game and go to the second round. Impressive, extremely impressive. And they play very, very good hockey against the Dallas Stars in the second round. Ultimately, win that in six. Clearly, the better team in that series. Even though it went to six games, the Stars had their moments. They had some strong performances, particularly in Game Five. But Game Six, the Blues knew what they knew what they were going to do there. Uh, game, well, actually, no. See, this went to Game Seven. I'm going crazy here. Pardon me. When it went to the seventh game, um, the, the St. Louis Blues just crushed that Dallas Stars team in their house, kind of like how the Stars were doing to the Wild. And there was no comeback from the Stars. They end up winning the game six to one. I apologize for bouncing with that one, but it is what it is. Ultimately. The, uh, the Blues able to survive that one. 
They were the better team in the series, even though the Stars put up a nice effort. You kind of had a feeling the Blues may survive it. And that seventh game was so impressive, ultimately, by the Blues. And now, who knows? I mean, they're keeping it going. They're keeping the fight going. Six to one effort. The last goal was an empty netter, of course. They took a five to nothing lead in that game. There's nothing the Stars could really do in that case. Great job by the Blues. Congratulations. Ken Hitchcock and St. Louis on their way to the Western Conference Finals to face off against the San Jose Sharks. Now, how the wild season wrapped up was quite a heartbreaker. With about 54 seconds left, a puck that you swear crossed that line. And the whole, oh, there was no frame after that. Did the puck go any further after that frame? We'll never know. 90% of us think it's a goal. 10% of us don't think it's a goal. I think it was, but the rules are very strict about it. It has to go all the way across the line, and it's really hard to it's really hard to say. It's just a crying shame that that puck did not go in, because if it did, oh my goodness. <laughs> I think the Wild would have won in overtime, and then Game 7, you know, it's... It's anybody's game in the Wilds history. I mean, I'm, I am I, I like our chances. I really like our chances. We would have had to play St. Louis in the second round. Would have been very interesting considering how well we played against them in the regular season and how well we played against them in the postseason, but clearly a different team this time around. So who knows what would have happened. We're going to hopefully find out next season with some success uh, with the new head coach of Bruce Boudreaux, who also has a great personality, by the way. Very likable guy. I don't think a soul is going to dislike this man. Uh, except maybe certain players on the wild that are real petty about their ice time. A certain guy that pisses me off more than any player on that roster right now. <laughs> a guy that I wish the wild never gave that contract to. I wish they gave him half the money. Uh, a guy that I wish, <laughs> I wish to God in heaven that we could have, if we, you know, in a perfect world, you could hit a pause button and remar- and magically Shea Weber at the same time as a free agent and you give him that money instead. Shea Weber versus Ryan Suter. I don't think there's a comparison, man. I wish the Wild had Shea Weber. Oh, <laughs> could Shea Weber would make a big difference versus Ryan Suter? I gotta think. Just don't overdo it with the playing time, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> How is this gonna turn out this final four? Boy, well, you got Pittsburgh who's won the cup in 2009. You got Tampa Bay who's won the cup in 2006 over in the Eastern Conference, and then you got two teams in the West who have never won the Stanley Cup. Sharks have never been there. And the St. Louis Blues haven't been there since the late 60s. So somebody very, very new or very, very far removed from the Stanley Cup Finals is going to be the representative in the Western Conference. If Tampa Bay beats Pittsburgh, I'll probably cheer for them to win the Cup because I'm kind of a Lightning fan, kind of. You know, I kind of like them, just like the Calgary Flames. And uh, I kind of hope that, uh, you know, they they fired their coach as well, Bob Hartley. And I kind of hope Mike Yo's able to get that job. It looked like he might have gotten the job with uh, Ottawa for the longest time, and they just said, they just went with Boucher right away. So they liked him. They didn't get Boudreaux, so they went Boucher. Now Yo possibly will get the Flames job. We'll see. But um, ultimately, we'll see. We'll see where things go with that. Ultimately, uh, so how is this series going to go? Shall we start with the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference? Well, we got to go with the Eastern Conference, I suppose. Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, my goodness. Um, That is going to be some serious, serious stuff here. Serious firepower coming from both sides. Um, It's like both of them kind of like in a way they overachieved in a sense. Yet at the same time, Tampa Bay's been to the Stanley Cup just last year. They're a talented team and they're doing it without Stamkos, which is pretty impressive. I mean, they deserve a lot of, lot of credit. I mean, just a fantastic effort ultimately. Um... Boy, uh, 
I'm going to go with, uh, I think right now, hmm, I think it's ultimately going to be uh, Pittsburgh Penguins winning this series. It might go to seven. Um, I think it's going to be a very dramatic, high-scoring type of effort. High-scoring, low-scoring here and there. But you're going to see a lot of four-to-three type of games. Very dramatic. Lots of uh, dr- lots of nice efforts. Uh, so maybe two or three overtime games. I think it'll go to seven with the Penguins winning. I'd like to see Tampa Bay, but I'd be happy for Pittsburgh as well. That type of deal. St. Louis and San Jose is just a, this is a really tough one too. Um, St. Louis, both of these teams, they just they're overcoming so much adversity from the past, so much of their past history. They're they're burying a lot of it. And San Jose, like, which one of these two teams is more talented? Like St. Louis is more established in terms of like regular season success, all that. But it's, it's the Sharks might have more overall talent. Young and old type of thing. I mean, you got Brent Burns at 70 points, 72 points as a defense, and that's just absolutely nuts. And literally right now, we're getting Stephen Tam Stamkos is practicing with no contact for the first time since surgery. So that just got right off, hot off the wire, just popping up in my face right now. That's kind of cool. Um, so that's with Tampa, of course. But yeah, I'll have Pittsburgh winning that one in seven, but I will be cheering for Tampa if uh, ultimately be happy to see them go to the finals. My favorite, my dream matchup would be uh, St. Louis and Tampa out of this group. But really, any matchup would be pretty crazy. Uh, my buddy Chris Porter out there, shout out to you. He's really hoping for Pittsburgh and San Jose. And I, I knew that was coming because I know he's lived in Northern Cal. He's always been a Pittsburgh fan. He's been a Sharks fan. That type of deal. Those are his two clubs ah, right there. That'd be like a Minnesota Vikings and uh, New England Patriots in the in the Super Bowl. Or say Minnesota Wild versus Tampa Bay or New York Islanders. You know, I'd like that matchup too. I'm not from Tampa Bay or New York, but it'd be fun to see the Wild playing them in the finals, ultimately. I think the Wild could win the series either, either way there. They could. Um, St. Louis and San Jose. Golly. Golly. Um, I think Chris Porter is going to get one of his teams in the finals. I don't think they're going to both get shut out. I don't think you're going to see St. Louis and Tampa. And again, that's nothing against you, Chris Porter, out there. <laughs> a well-deserved shout-out, by the way. He is the Yoda of Brave the Wild listeners out there, without a doubt. Um, I'm going to have St. Louis overcoming the Sharks in seven. Another seven-game series. Just exhausting. You're going to see some exhausting stuff. So watch. One of these two series will be a five-gamer. Somebody may go ape crap and whoop the other's ass. I'm thinking it's more likely Pittsburgh over Tampa. But who knows? I mean, who freaking knows? Maybe Tampa will whoop on Pittsburgh. You just don't know. Or the Sharks will crush St. Louis. But I think if the Blues win, it'll be seven. And if the Sharks win, it'll be like six, five or six. The Sharks are that kind of team. When they get hot, they get hot. They they spank you. Um, St. Louis kind of grinds it out. They screw around, but then they overcome. I'm going to go with St. Louis in seven, Pittsburgh in seven. St. Louis Blues, Pittsburgh Penguins, Stanley Cup Finals. Who wins that series? Maybe do the Blues finally end it or does Pittsburgh end it? I think Pittsburgh would be favored to win that series, but man, I got to cheer for St. Louis. <laughs> I got to cheer for St. Louis. It'd be nice to see them win a Stanley Cup for the first time. I feel for them. They're like the Minnesota Vikings of uh, they're like the Minnesota Vikings of, of the NHL. Uh, long, long history. They went real early, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away and lost multiple finals way back in the day. They didn't go to the uh, Stanley Cup as many times as the Vikings went to the Super Bowl, but in both cases, they lost multiple times many, many years ago. And uh, maybe it'll finally end with all the the regular season and and occasional playoff success that did not end with championships for St. Louis and the Vikings. Um, So I'm cheering for St. Louis here to win the Stanley Cup for the first time ever. It would be very, very cool. And uh, ultimately, though, if I'm a betting man, I think Pittsburgh wins the Stanley Cup, but... um, my heart is going to go with St. Louis. I, I'm going to pick the Blues to win the Stanley Cup this year. 
I'm going to pick the Blues to win the Stanley Cup, even though, okay, well, ultimately, if I have to go with my, my mind, my analytical mind, the Penguins will win the Cup this year, so I guess I'm going to stick with that, I guess. I'm cheering for St. Louis, but the Penguins will win the Stanley Cup. Uh, hopefully I can get a show in in between uh, the conference championship and the finals just to talk more about maybe the Wild makes some more decisions along the way, uh, coaching staff and all that. And, of course, uh, um, just talk about the playoffs, you know, talk about the, the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals again. But right now, right now, if I'm a betting man, Pittsburgh's going to win the Cup this year um, at, at this stage. If I get another show in between now and then, maybe I'll have a different opinion. But as of right now, Pittsburgh Penguins win the Cup in whatever. I'm not even going to pick an amount. They'll just win it. Six or seven, like a long series. So there you go. Uh, let's get to the Facebook page. I almost wrapped up before I went there. And a couple other little uh, important stories, but uh, kind of almost forgotten about. Let's see, who commented here? Somebody did. Where is it? Oh, I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It just dicks around like that. Okay, I'll talk about some other stuff quick because it's doing what it does, just bleeping around. The Minnesota Wild uh, have signed Alex Tuck. They have signed a three-year deal. He is leaving Boston College, Boston College, 2014 first-round pick by the Minnesota Wild is available now in the professional level for the Iowa Wild and the Minnesota Wild. He will competing to make a roster shot with the NHL, but more likely we'll start off with Iowa and we go from there. Hope for the best. Maybe it'd be really cool to see Alex Tuck make the Minnesota Wild, but he probably won't right away. And Sam Ennis, a smaller guy from Quinnipiac, the national runners-up. I wish, I really wish they could have uh, won the national championship, but a very talented guy, the leading scorer, for the Quinnipiac uh, Tigers over there. I hope that they can, uh, I really hope, I don't even, I really hope that they can win the, uh, I really hope that Sam Ennis can make a good impression here. We'll see what happens. Smaller guy, about 5'9", 5'8", 5'9", but a lot of scoring ability. A lot of the local people, though, don't have a lot of high hopes that he's going to translate to the National Hockey League, but who knows? He'll probably have a really good AHL career, I'm sure. He'll certainly help the Iowa Wild early on. I'm sure he's going to score early and often, I think, with Iowa, right, right away. And we'll go from there. Maybe he will make it to the NHL. I hope he does. I like everybody at Quinnipiac, grad. Go Quinnipiac. I'm going to be cheering for him next year if the Gophers aren't here. But Alex Tuck and Sam Ennis are... Now on the professional level, a professional basis with the Wild, with Iowa and Minnesota, potentially, if things work out. And there we go. It was one comment. Chance Kostick, yep, my brother's my brother's brother-in-law, so he's basically a brother-in-law, too. He says the time is now to remind the stars where they came from. Yep, oh, man. I wish, I wish Wild ended up winning that one. Kind of a heartbreaker. Uh, some commentary here with uh, me talking about Bruce Boudreau. Benny Russell says, yes, please. And then some outgoing conversation. He says, where else could he go? Ottawa got a better chance to win a Stanley Cup with us, surely. And, I, and Benny is from Australia also. So I got some some fan bases in the down under there. It's really cool. Uh, that's a, yep, Australia. Maitland, Maitland, Australia. Very, very cool. Um, thank you for joining Brave the Wild. There's Benny, and then there's Alan over there, Mr. Alan as well, out there with the, um, uh, joining uh, Brave the Wild. Aussies and Aussies in hockey, very cool indeed. He says, do you see Nino or Coyle traded and or Brodeen, Dumba or Scandella or maybe Foline for uh, for R&H or someone else? 
Don't see Druin getting traded after he played fairly well in round one with Tampa, and that's very, very true. Uh, I think Dumba or Scandella right now are the favorites to get traded. A lot of people think it's Scandella, actually, most likely to get traded, but who knows how much his value dropped. But a lot of people out there do have strong opinions of him as well. Benny saying, if you need hockey in the offseason, the Australian competition has started. It's the AIHL. uh, My team is the Newcastle North Stars. And wow, that's really cool. And he thought, I, I said, I love the name. And he, I thought you might. I need to get around to that. I can't, I can't believe I forgot because I, I was at work at the time. Yep, I could see you at the time of the day there. I was at work. I really want to look them up. The AIHL. AIHL. Check that out. The North Stars. Hey, man. <laughs> that's kind of cool, man. So we talked about Bruce Boudreaux there. Uh, were there any more comments when I said yes, we did it? There were not, but some, a good amount of likes and loves on that one. And no other comments else there. Let's see. I posted a link that just doesn't seem to have a whole lot going on here. And I don't know what's the deal. And it's not doing anything. So we'll leave that alone for the moment. Okay, I know what it is. It's a group. I'm trying to add people to, or encourage people to join a group out there. So there you go. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Please do tell your friends and bear with me. That was just kind of a wild, goofy, all over the place episode. But it is what it is. It's off-season. It's not going to be the most organized show of all time just because and kind of a lot to get to in a short amount of time here. I'm kind of stretched for time, all that. I don't mean to be. I like to kind of get things done here and do a, do a good job. And I think I think it's still a very, very good show. Just a bit, little bit, little bit wacky, a little bit wild here. But, you know, a little bit, I'm a little rusty as well and such. I've been off the mic for about a month from this show, and I do deeply apologize for that. Thank you for your patience and your listenership. Do tell your friends again about the show. And if you could give a positive rating on iTunes for Brave the Wild, I'd greatly appreciate it. Or on Stitcher, I'll give you a shout out and I'll read it out. And just thank you very much right here on the show. There is a voicemail. There's a voice line, uh, call in line for the show. It's 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild and state your comment, shout out, whatever it is. And for those of you in Australia or other countries that maybe can't call that number via Skype, uh, you can send me an audio submission. Just uh, like on all smartphones, they have uh, free audio recorders. Just talk on there for about a minute or two. Comment and then email me, paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. Just email it to me there and I'll do my best to get it right on the show uh, in terms of like what type of file it is. You know, if it's like a different type of file that I have to convert and stuff, I probably... I have no problem doing that. My buddy uh, Tanae Brown out there, who I think listens to this show out of New Zealand. Yes, he does. Uh, he sent audio submissions to Timberwolves Explosion. That's a, you know, it's not a MP3. I think it's an M4 something from Apple. And yeah, it's very easy to convert. So there you go. It's no problem. So as long as it isn't some file that I've never heard of and like, you know, I, I don't know. But I doubt that's really an issue out there. <laughs> Most stuff is pretty common and easy to convert. So please do send it and love to hear your voice on the show with me would be great. Until next time, God bless, and go Blues and and Lightning.